0: Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi,
1: Craig Stadler. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting and Life Unscripted. I'm so grateful to have you here today. How are you?
0: I'm good. Thank you for having me. How are you?
1: Oh, I'm doing fabulous. <laughs> I'm very grateful to have you here. Uh, now, excuse me, uh, PDE... PDVid.com? How did you come to creating that?
0: Right. So PDVid is a video search engine that searches mainly sources outside of YouTube. And the uh, long story short is I came up with the idea before I came up with the name. Couldn't really come up with the name. It was really difficult. And one of my cats that I have is named Pete, which is short for Peter. Uh And uh, Petey is a nickname, obviously, from that too. And I was thinking to myself, well, I love my cat. He's cool. And why not just use him as a mascot? So Petey is a real cat. He has his own Instagram and he's also the, the you know, the the brand, I guess, so to speak, for the search engine. Yeah.
1: So cool. You know, we were talking just briefly before the interview started that, you know, oddly, because we're going to talk about video searching, online bias, and censorship, which is an odd thing where some people are being censored, even for not even controversial things. I was telling you, one of my favorite workout channels uh, just put out something yesterday. I was like, oh, yeah, I want to go do this workout when I'm done with my job. And then I went to look for it and it was gone. Um, right. You know, so I'd love to get your feedback. Why do you think that's happening uh, so much online? And, uh, and then what caused you to, you know, create this online search separate from YouTube?
0: So the first question I would say, uh, what I would speak mainly for is, is YouTube because they're the largest player when it comes to video uh, upload service, distribution, all that kind of stuff. So what I've essentially heard from other people, and I that th- the story that I agree with for the most part, is that because uh, YouTube is so massive and they get so many uploads a day, they literally don't have enough employees to monitor all the stuff that's coming in manually. And so what they use is they use algorithms to determine whether something is uh, – against their terms of service. And a lot of times it's a false positive, you know, kind of thing. Um, And then they deal with that after the fact with their customer service. And this is, again, what I've heard and what I largely agree with from the majority of the people that I've heard this from. Uh, So when you think about it, if you have that much content coming in, it just can't be monitored, uh, you know, through dozens and dozens of people or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So they have to use algorithms. And again, the algorithms can be completely false. And I've heard this about Facebook too, as well, where mm-hmm. something gets flagged for violating community standards. Um, and then it's the person's job to kind of dispute that. Um, so that's, it's yeah. kind of unfortunate that way that some of these things get labeled the wrong way mm-hmm. uh, or get uh, you know taken down for the wrong reasons. Or I think the bigger uh, por- portion of that uh dilemma too is that uh people have complained that youtube's uh, terms of service are kind of ambiguous and they're not really specific enough uh to to be able to for somebody to be able to tell what's appropriate and what's not outside of extreme things
1: well yeah yeah for me yeah. Too, I've, I've seen that i've seen some kind of violent stuff out there like facetime this person was like committing a crime and putting on facebook mm. that shouldn't probably be up there um, right so I'm, I'm wondering, though, uh, you know, shouldn't it be more the option of the viewer to say, oh, okay, I'm not going to watch that, that's icky, and then just go off of it? Why, why are any of the streaming platforms deciding to, you know, kind of not put stuff or put stuff up or, you know, do that kind of censoring thingy?
0: Well, I mean, I think uh, I did some research uh, recently, probably in the past, like, eight months or so, and the search engine – I'll actually go back to the, the original uh, – or second part of that question and then i'll fill that in what you're asking um so mm-hmm. th- my original uh, research started about two years ago when i was looking for video search engines that uh, had videos with closed captions in them to support that community that needed closed captions mm-hmm. uh, you know disabled if you will or, or yeah. you know partially needing that kind of thing for, for different reasons mm-hmm. and uh, what i found was everywhere that i searched for videos pretty much primarily all i got back was youtube whether it went to Google Video or to Bing or to Yahoo or DuckDuckGo or a lot of these other, even alternative search engines. It was pretty much all YouTube. I thought to myself, well, there's got to be other sources out there. I remember throughout all these years, like Vimeo and Daily Motion and Metacafe, and just there used to be lots of them. And so I started doing research, and sure enough, I found that they were there, but they just weren't showing up in the search engines as much as I would have liked. A uh, really, really low percentile. So having a background in search engine architecture and creating search engines, I thought, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and make a search engine that primarily caters to content outside of YouTube. It doesn't mean there's no YouTube content. It just means it's an alternative option if somebody's searching for videos to be able to find them on other platforms if YouTube either doesn't have it or used to have it or whatever reason just as another option because I'm a big fan of having a lot of uh, options, so to speak, like when you go to the store, you don't just yeah. want one kind of toothpaste, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, so the, as I started doing more research, I found more platforms, newer ones that have come out, some out of the UK and Indonesia and Iran and, you know, just mm-hmm. Japan, J- Russia, all these places. Wow. So my initial goal was to have maybe 10 platforms mm-hmm. um, and with maybe 10 million videos. And at this time right now, after... A little over two years, barely. Uh, there's 600 million videos on our platform from 70 platforms, 600 million videos. Yeah. Uh, and again, 70 different sources rather than just one. And again, YouTube's fine. Mm-hmm. But again, giving the user the option to be able to find what it is they want, regardless of where it comes from, I think is really the the, the idea of what the internet's supposed to be.
1: Yeah, I love that yeah. idea. We really do. I mean, a number of years ago, believe it or not, I, I saw, I came across that our interview were somehow being aired in Russia. I don't mm. know how they're listening to them because I don't speak Russian, but I guess they like my show. And there were hundreds of my um, interviews and hundreds of views on each video. And I was like, wow. But normally I would never usually see this on you know, Google search or something. If someone brought it to my right. attention and I was like, whoa, we're, we're being broadcast in Russia. Um, but you know, a lot of people don't see that. They anything they get on Google is all there is. And, and there's actually a huger world out there than just what you're seeing on the Google yeah.
0: search. You're absolutely correct. And that's the research that I was doing is because my initial thought was, yeah, there may be a video upload platform in Japan, but that's not going to help people that speak English. I was wrong because a lot of those are multilingual Mm -hmm. as YouTube is multilingual. So if you type in a query in English, you're going to get English videos back for the most part, not entirely, but mostly. Mm -hmm. And so like uh, VK.com, which is a, a huge competitor to Facebook in Russia they have videos that you can upload just like you can upload videos on Facebook. And there's lots of English videos there. Oh. So the more I did research, the more I found video platforms in other countries, uh, they not only had videos in their native language, but videos in English too, as well. And you just spoke to that effect too. Yeah. Uh, additionally.
1: Well, what I love about, it, and this is something that I've, I have a lot of friends all over the world, but what I love about the internet and connecting usually when my friends say, Oh, just check out this video and they'll send me something directly and it won't be something through YouTube, but they'll just show me, Oh, okay. In Germany, they had a protest or something like that. Or I'm like, Whoa, but our news here might not necessarily be talking about certain things going on overseas or whatever. Yes. So I'm like learning what's going on with my friend's lives, you know, firsthand because they were living there and experiencing it. And I think that's what makes this age even cooler than ever before, because We don't really need to go to a source that tells us what's going on Uh, because I have connections all over the world. I can connect with real people saying, hey, I'm here right now. Here's what's going down right now. And we can get a real time, real information without going to, uh, you know, any of the main news sources or something like that.
0: Right. And, you know, to that effect as well, I when the initial announcements came out about uh, the coronavirus in I want to say like late January, early February for me. Um, I started doing research and I started looking at videos of, you know, panels of virologists and started to try- figure out like, how serious is this? What is this all about? Um, I remember going to PDVid and finding videos on that topic. They were in other countries. And this one guy with his camcorder yeah. was actually in Wuhan, China, like when it actually started. Oh, wow. And he was walking around the streets and they were completely dead and empty. And they were wow. making sure that people stayed in their homes. In some places they were like nailing doors shut, just really Crazy, scary stuff. Yeah, totally. um, and obviously, I was hoping that that wouldn't happen in the United States, and it hasn't. But obviously, the the virus is a bit out of control at this point. But that's another yeah. topic. But the yeah. point being is, I was able to find um, videos and and you know informational resources before we started even covering it here in the United States, yeah. which yeah. was really beneficial for me just to be aware.
1: Kind yeah. Of thing, yeah, and I, that's what I love about the internet. The internet is such an amazing tool. Often, I don't think used to its full potential. For average citizens, because I see people on the train, they're just like playing games or watching YouTube videos. <laughs> I'm like, right. that that amazing little computer tool can connect you to the entire world. It's amazing. Right.
0: And yeah, I, agree. I
1: just love that I can connect. with I think it's a savvy show here that I've met wonderful people all over the world. But I just love the fact that I can connect from Belgium and Norway and and, and just hear their perspectives and see what's going on right here, real time with people across the globe and building those wonderful friendships. There used to be pen pals in the past. Remember those? Oh, right. 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 Of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now it's like, it's a, it's a t- you know, billion X you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I really love that. So where do you see PD vids going in the future? And what is your ultimate goal?
0: Uh, if you know what the thing is, is, we I think we ran out of resources at this point. So I think the goal is pretty much to try to get uh, awareness out there to different types of audiences that are directly interested in what we're offering. So when initially I started the project, I was like, well, I'll just do this. I'll put it out there. I'll see what happens. Who knows? Not really sure. Um, and then I started really thinking about the readily available audience, the the, the early adopters, the people that are looking for you know, as much information as possible or uncensored material, unbiased material, uh, or it could be somebody that's not really happy with Google or yeah. has been demonetized or deplatformed or just wants another option to use something outside of that one resource. Yeah. So that's really what we're doing now is trying to target podcasts like yourself mm-hmm. and um, a lot of librarians and educators and things like that, that that are really always looking for a lot of different places to get information from.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny, uh, you know, Craig, when you hear, I know even back, I was taking college courses and they would say, well, oh, Google it I'm like, because it's become look for it, search for it.
0: Google it. Right. Like, no, it,
1: it's kind of sad because it's like, no, 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 no. There used to be a thing called library where you go in there, go through, you know, uh, what do you call it? Books. And you go through the ca- card catalogs to yes. go find a particular something. I remember sure. those days. Uh, but now yeah. it's like, no, just Google it. And, and it's kind of made people lazy to get the information and have – Instead, the information uploaded into their brain from one source, not always valid information, and then you're leaving yourself not totally informed, which is, you know, you have a great uh, source here where people can go across the world, see videos and see real time what's going on with citizens around the world and educate themselves without having to just have it uploaded to their
0: brain I agree and you, you the other part of your question I was trying to remember what that was uh, but I do remember now uh, in relation to the censorship issue yeah so in uh, and, and so what I would say is in regards to uh, you know and I know we're totally hammering on Google but that and YouTube but that's fine I again I'm not against them but uh, the thing is is I think the reason that that is happening with them in particular has to do with in doing research I found that In the past, through the Internet Archive, the Wayback Machine, when they have been saving copies of YouTube uh, for every year, ever since like before uh, Google even owned them. So I was doing all this research and I went back far enough. And the conclusion that I came up with, I'm not saying this is absolute truth, but Mm -hmm. this is my opinion that uh, I think in the early days of YouTube, they were taking a lot of investment and growing their infrastructure and trying to get the largest user base as possible. So they were incredibly lenient on the type of material that went into their system. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense. If you want the most amount of people, you don't want to offend the mm-hmm. people that are feeding you essentially all this content. Yeah. So I, cause oh, I, be, I it remember in the
1: name YouTube, it was all about you.
0: Of so, course. Yeah. 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 So I think the idea was initially good, but, um, I think at a certain point they had, well, they had probably planned this, you know, the entire time at some time, at some point in time with any business, you have to kind of turn the money firehouse on and pay back the investors. And, mm-hmm. and the only way to do that is through, uh, well, not the only way, but the primary way, I guess, would be advertising with them uh, or paid subscriptions. Um, and I guess the advertising uh, community has to have standards because the thing is you don't want to. And at that point, when you have the huge user base, you don't want to offend the uh, advertisers because that's your that's how you you know keep everything survived. And yes, of course. Um, so I think that's what happened. So I think when they decided to move to that state to accept advertisers and that kind of stuff, uh, they... Had assistant, yeah, it's my kitten. <laughs> she wants attention. Uh, they had to, you know, kind of lay down the law yeah. at that point, and maybe change their terms of service. And yeah. because at that point, you know, they had to leverage uh, catering to their advertisers to a certain extent. And I think that's really what happened. And that's why the censorship is going on. Uh, A a decent portion of it. Let's just say that when you get into political stuff, I just don't know. But when you get into things that would obviously offend uh, advertisers, that would seem obvious.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, like I, I, I've read the terms of service. So i it doesn't really seem, uh, <laughs> it does seem vague, but I think yeah. that, that, that way on purpose, that way, okay, we can decide to get rid of this because this advertiser doesn't like it. So if we don't spell it out really carefully,
0: Right. We don't have any
1: problems because like, yeah, yeah, whatever this advertiser, you know, whatever. So we're going to take mm-hmm. it down, but you know, sure. there's options. So uh, there's a lot of platforms out there and you don't right. have to be you know, silence. You can go somewhere else. Now is Google and YouTube one entity? Do they like own each other or not really? It's separate. Google
0: owns YouTube. Yeah. They bought them many years ago. Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. Cause I thought they might be one entity. I wasn't sure if they're together. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They, they own them at this point. It's been many, many years. I think I, I would be guessing maybe 2008 or something like that 2006, 2008. They, they bought them. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I believe they bought it from the, uh, the people that created it actually helped create PayPal.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah,
0: they that. actually created uh, YouTube. So anyway.
1: <laughs> wow. Uh, well, a lot of amazing tech. Who would have thought the the, the nerds in, in high school, I remember, they call us nerds or something if you're smart. And it's like, right? yeah, we're building the world, puppies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure.
1: But, hey, you know what? There's options out there, everyone. Uh, go to pdbid.com, uh, PD which is P E dot D.com. And that right. way, you know, open yourself up to hundreds and oh, how, how much is it now you said, how many? There's, you know,
0: there's 70 different sources and we have about 600 million videos in the search engine right now. So it's pretty diverse. Yes, yeah. That's,
1: that's pretty darn diverse. Well, I, I really appreciate you doing that and giving everyone a voice and also um, to be able to educate themselves and see the whole world out there. So I really thank you so much, Craig, for doing that. And yeah. Coming on here to savvy business and sharing.